0: The house where the presence of the Lord is huge. I know that you are watching us by the screen, but understand the Holy Spirit is right there with you. Desirous that you would worship our God in spirit and in truth. Well, let me say again, happy new year, or let me say happy new season, or how about this, happy new vision. God is directing you and me in greater ways during this time. I believe that right now is a great move of God. I believe in the spirit realm and the kingdom of God that God is doing miraculous things. And I want to live my life, kingdom life, kingdom living, so that I can walk in that every day of my life. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 5. And as you're turning there, I'm just going to share with you, that is the story of the pools of Bethesda. Remember that story where uh, many people who were sick and lame and blind would lay by the pool, and then when an angel would come and stir the waters, the first one in would be healed. I kind of look at that because of my personality, and I would think that I would encamp right on the edge of the pool, that I wouldn't have to do much movement to get in that pool first, Because I want the healing of God to manifest in my life. I want God to change things in this new season so that I can walk in kingdom lifestyle, but also live that lifestyle. Even though there's been attacks of the enemy, even though there's been sickness in my family, even though there's been sickness uh, in uh, people that we know, I want to tell you in Jesus' name, The word is true, as Pastor Ryan said, (laughs) yeah, it is finished. God has already done the work. What we must do is have a life of the kingdom. And today I want to uh, read that scripture in John chapter 5, but here is the subtitle, and I want you to hear this in a very gracious and a loving manner, because as a pastor, my heart hurts for the body of Christ. My mind every day is crying out and desirous of seeing the miraculous and seeing the power of God move in such a unique way in your homes and everything that you touch. And so in this series, Living a Kingdom Lifestyle, I want to help you I want to encourage you and at times in the word of God I don't know if this happens to you but the word of God corrects me at times and even if sometimes the word is really strong don't become defensive don't become offended as we talked about at the end of last year and allow yourself to allow the Holy Spirit and the word of God to really change our thinking in the midst of the battle last year We saw so much. We were believing so much, and we saw so much that were not things that we thought would take place at times. And at times, some of you were discouraged. Some of you were wondering why. How come it's not working? We're going to learn in this series uh, principles and and set some standards and how we are to be Living a Kingdom Lifestyle, and here's the subtitle, Are You Still Hurt? You know it's your choice. Let me say that again. Are you still hurt? And that hurt runs or ruins your life. It's your choice to make a decision what you're going to do about it. And so we're going to see in this story and other scripture, we're going to see the power of God in such a unique way. It's going to be something that is so real that it can work in your home, it can work in every area of your life. If you just hear this and make a choice to get rid of the stuff from the past that has changed your life in a way where sometimes life is not happy. We're saying Happy New Year, and some people maybe that are watching are saying, well, it's not very happy for me. I know I was kidding around a little bit about, you know, laying right next to the edge of the pool, but I want to get really serious about this. I, I, I'm i really speaking to the whole church, the global church, and I pray that somehow God would instill, we have people watching and listening from around the world, but I I really pray that there would be more people that would hear this, because I believe that what I'm teaching in this series comes from the throne room of God, and it's God's heart, and it's God's love extended towards you. John chapter 5, verse 1, begins like this. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. Notice the description. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? I know last year we taught on this, but the Holy Spirit's not releasing me from this scripture, this passage, because there's some more things that he's going to build on to show you this unique lifestyle that every one of us have the ability to live. But Jesus said, do you want to be made well? Great question. Sometimes we need to look in our own lives, our lifestyles, and our actions and what we say and how we think are we really thinking talking living a lifestyle that portrays that we're wanting to get well, oh pastor? Really? You know, I if I'm sick, I don't want to be sick. Well, why did Jesus ask that question? That's something every one of us, no matter where you're at in your spiritual walk and how you're living your kingdom lifestyle, we need to always ask that question. Verse 7 The sick man answered him, watch his answer, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Because of being the Sabbath, did you know that the Jewish people had a problem They had a problem with someone being healed on the Sabbath. Because remember, you're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. Really? People don't even understand what Sabbath is. How to Sabbath. Throughout the history of Israel, they were in prison because they didn't look and, and live out the Sabbath in their lives, in their fields. And God is so specific in the kingdom of God and how you and I are to walk. And we are to be a people that really understand these principles so that we can daily check our lifestyle, making sure we're talking, thinking, and living out a kingdom lifestyle. Verse 10. The Jews therefore said to him who who was cured, it is a Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. You know, They thought, well, maybe you should have got healed on on Monday. The guy had been waiting 38 years, and then they're still angry. The the religious people are angry because a miracle happened in his life. I find that in the church today. People struggle with miracles. They struggle with the work of God. They struggle with faith. People are too faithful. People have too much hope. People have this. You've got to really become real in your life. Well, my reality in life, let me tell you something. Pastor Dan said this a while ago, and I firmly believe this, is that a lot of people are saying, well, we're just going to have a new norm. Absolutely not in my life. My normality is living kingdom lifestyle. And, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 11, he answered them, he who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Notice all the things that happened there that we need to understand and begin to change things in our own lives. Verse 14. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus. For this reason. Now, look at that, what that scripture says. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus. For the reason of healing this guy on the Sabbath. Because that's not what they want. And sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. See, the entire story reminds me of the church around the world. I'll tell you some reasons why the story, the entire story, reminds us of the church. It was a pool called Bethesda. Bethesda means house of mercy. No better name for the church. We are to be a merciful people. We are to be a people that when we look at things, when we look at people with 38 years of sickness, we look at people that are struggling with their marriages on on their fourth and fifth marriage, at times we have a tendency to judge. We should be so merciful. We should look at people and understand that that very day, even though it's a Sabbath, a miracle could happen and they could change their life and they could be another Billy Graham. A believer received mercy in their lives, so they should be anxious. We should be anxious to extend mercy to anyone we come in contact with. Valley Community Church extends mercy. The second reason is the pool was near the sheep gate. We are called the sheep of his pasture, and we enter into the church. You are God's sheep. And because of the new covenant, you have become sons. The third reason reminds me of the church is the pool had five porches. Now I'm gonna be a little bit illustrative and I'm saying it could represent this, but the five offices of the church, the five porches, I believe represent the five offices of the church, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Because when the church is walking and living kingdom lifestyle with mercy, everything can take place that God has promised. And the church needs to respect these offices, the teaching of the word and the anointing that is upon them. This is what I want us to notice. There are a mixture of the man's actions and statements that are kingdom statements and actions and that are not kingdom statements and actions. So we're going to talk about some of them because I believe this uh, brought correction in my own life, and I think it can give you some insight in how the enemy has come against you to try to get you not to walk in kingdom lifestyle. In the result of that, then you're asking God, how come I'm not receiving my answer? And we begin to look around and try to find, like the guy said, someone gets in the pool before me. It's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. Here are some thoughts or actions that were not kingdom, that were not kingdom thoughts or actions. They were waiting on the moving of the waters. Let me explain. I believe that we are in the midst of a mighty move of God because 2020 was actually the result of the response of the evil one against what God was doing in 2020, a year of harvest. And in my life and in my family's life, in many people's lives, we we saw things that weren't right. We saw things that were coming against us. But the reality is, as we stood uh, firm in our walk with Jesus, we saw God turn it around. See, much of the church is still waiting on God to move. I don't want to wait for the move of God. I want to start it. See, when I said that, some of you are thinking, well, it's move of God. It's God moving. I want to start it. He's already, he said it's finished. He said that I have given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. And so with that, this is how. I want to start it in prayer. That's why we're praying twice on Sunday morning. Uh, in tongues for 10 minutes with the men and with the whole church. I want to start it in worship. Look at what our worship team has done. Look at what Fine Arts has done. Look at everything that is happening. Do you not sense the anointing, the miraculous anointing that is happening? While I was standing down there in worship, I knew that people were being healed and people were being changed because they heard the words but they sensed and they felt the anointing and God moved in their life. Why? Because we worshiped. I want to start it in evangelism. I want every time that we live our lives, everywhere we go, that we're looking for a place that God is saying, touch someone's lives. I want to start it in healing. Some of you won't even pray for the sick because you did it before and it didn't work and they died. They died. Some of you used to believe in healing. And but because some major sickness happened in you or family that you say oh well maybe that's not really what God means in the word of God. I want to start in healing. I would rather pray and believe every time than not pray and believe and watch someone that God placed in my life walk by me and die of their disease because I didn't have the guts to believe to pray for the sick. I want to start at leading people to Jesus, bringing deliverance in their life. Why? Because people matter. Living a kingdom lifestyle is no longer about me, it's about others. I don't think we have to stand around waiting. Half the church is like a bus stop, waiting for the rapture and then they leave. The other half is waiting for a move of God, let 's stop waiting let 's just start a move of god james one four says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Patience is not a passive grace in waiting it 's not passive. Patience is an active word it 's literally if you study the word it 's an act of energy. When you are patient, you have huge hope, huge faith. Believing, not just waiting, but believing, looking for your next step to accomplish what God has already promised and what God has already fulfilled. Patience is whatever is manifesting. You are active in faith and action that changes things. You are living kingdom lifestyle. In other words, this act of patience is an unwavering faith counting every step you take. It's not blind faith. Your path is clearly marked in patience in spite of situations because you're led of the Spirit. You're led of the Spirit. It's a clear form of submission to God's Word. Patience is a clear form of submission to the Word of God, what He already said, what He already promised. See, wrong actions, the church is waiting on the big shots To do something. In this story, an angel. God's total will cannot be done by big shots. The will of God is done by every believer being equipped for the work of their ministry and accomplishing their call. Every person is a rise up no matter what's going on in their life and say, God called me to do something. There's purpose in my life, and I'm going to do it no matter what attack is happening, no matter what is happening that is opposite of what the promise is. Because, God, I know your word is truth, and everything else is a lie. Here is another reason it took 38 years. The Bible said Jesus knew he had been in the condition a long time, and he asked him, do you want to be healed? I'll explain that in a moment, but let me say this. The global church is full of people who have been in the same condition a long time, and it never changes. That's not God's will. Another reason, there is a great multitude of sick people in the church, and we all have an anointing to lay hands on the sick to be made well. You and I have that responsibility. It's not the big shot. This should be our focus. It has always been my focus, and it breaks my heart when I see even my own peers preach against healing. Give an excuse that someone got in the water before I did or before you did. Church family, there are many that are physically and emotionally sick We need to believe for them because it's about people. Here's the last thing I think is in the global church. When Jesus did do something causing a change, the religious people got mad because it wasn't like it used to be. God takes us from glory to glory. We learned that last year. He takes us from glory to glory, from change to change. And if we get so stuck on a lifestyle that is not kingdom, Then we lose out, and we get angry, we get offended, we become defensive. All Jesus did was heal someone, and they got mad. It didn't happen their way. So the question I ask is, what prompted Jesus to ask, do you want to be healed? Well, again, verse 5 tells us the answer. Knowing that he had been in the same condition a long time. You know, I believe Jesus knew how many times the angel stirred the water in the 38 years. And he watched that same guy not getting in the water, not believing, and laying back down in the same place, no change, nothing new, no new vision, no new year, nothing, and nothing changed in his life. Still the same, and Jesus asked, do you even want to be healed? See, pastors teaching sermons trying to prove God doesn't heal today because of their religious experience. And what they're actually doing is putting people in bondage, keeping people from seeing the, the release of the power of God for healing. Yeah, you're a pastor and you're listening to me. Don't put your people in bondage. Don't you ever do that again. If you walked in fear a long time, if you had insecurity for a long time, if you're in bondage to sin or bitter a long time or sickness, Jesus is asking, will you make a change in your life to open yourself up to his healing power? Are you willing to change? I believe if you seek the healer, you will find him. So again, here it is, our subtitle. Are you still hurt? It's your choice. So let's find three things that will make a change to healing in all things. Here's the first one. The reason to be healed. There is not one person in this world that hasn't been hurt emotionally or faced sickness in their life. We all have had people disappoint us. Hurt always opens the door for sin. John 5, 14, Jesus said, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. See, hurt opens the door to unforgiveness, bitterness, hate, malice, envy, fear, and pride. The next reason here is the very, the second reason is the very reason to be healed is so we can be set free from an open door to sin. If you ever ask the question, where'd that come from? When you did something, you know it was sin. Where'd that thought come from? You know where it comes from? It comes from not living the kingdom lifestyle and believing what Jesus really did. Because the very reason you are healed is to set you free from the bondage of sin that maybe you have been walking in that's been holding you back from that greater place that God's called you to. So let's choose to be healed. But pastor, it's been a long time. 38 years? Galatians 5.16 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the spirit is living a kingdom lifestyle. The root of most sin is hurt. So be delivered from hurt. God says to the global church today, do you want to be healed? The church responds, are you sure we're sick? Yeah. Are you sure this is wrong? See, they knew they were right. Why were you healed on the Sabbath? Why are you carrying your bed? They didn't care about him being healed. They cared about him carrying the bed. The church responds, are you sure we're sick? Not knowing. Watch this. Remember the scripture we read of the story. Not having scripture jump off the page is blindness. When you face situations in your life that is opposite of kingdom, scripture should jump off the page to you and showing you whatever's happening is not God's will. God's will is the Word of God. That's called blindness, spiritual blindness. Fulfilling the lust of the flesh is lameness. So full of fear and doubt is being paralyzed in the spirit. Have you ever been there? I've been there through the years. I've been so overwhelmed by what was happening, I was paralyzed. I I didn't even think, pray in the Spirit, get in the Word, get in that secret place. You know, hide with God, I'm hidden with Christ. Why don't I just go hide with God if I'm scared? But the reality is, is because religion or church lifestyle sometimes steers us away from being spiritual, just religious defensiveness, overreacting, manipulation are all signs of past hurts that have never been healed. We need to stop blaming others because we have a choice. Jesus asked, do you want to be healed? The answer, the man didn't say yes, but gave a defensive hurt response. Others took my healing. I don't know why they are healed and I'm not. Here's the third thing to do. Just walk. How many times have we sat in our bedrooms, our living rooms, in church, and the pastor is crying out, walk your vocation out. Live your life. No matter what the enemy is doing, What God said is exactly what you are to do. We just need to walk. Wherever you're at, what has gone on? Maybe you're on oxygen. Maybe you have a disease. Something happened in your life. You know, something happened in your life and and people say, well, why did that happen to you? I thought you were spiritual. Really? I mean, I I just, I, I get to that place And I'm not going to go too far with this. But I get to that place where I really um, get a little bit concerned with a global church. Because a global church is okay when things are good, but they fall apart when things are not so good. 2020 might be our result. In other words, do something take action. If you want change, let God change you. See, we're always, the Holy Spirit is leading us to go and and to change things with someone. And then we go, well, I don't know how they're going to react. Who cares how they react? When you go to change, you're not going to change and make them better for you. You go to change because you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. You want to make sure that you're the one that's forgiving. You want to make sure you're the one that goes first. Admit you need God's help in this. Admit you need the miraculous power of God so that you can walk in the midst of the enemy's work and walk through it with victory. Here's the fourth. The result of being healed is freedom. He didn't have to stay at the pool anymore. But he'd been there 38 years. Also, he then had intimacy with God and others. He didn't even know Jesus. And a little bit later, Jesus revealed himself to him. See, a lot of people are always looking at, well, if you're going to receive the healing power of God, you've got to walk perfect. And everybody around you pointing their finger at you saying, well, you're not perfect. Why are you acting that way? And you're trying to be spiritual. A lot of you in our church who are in leadership, man, you're, you're in leadership of the church and you go home or you go visit your family or, or at work and people are pointing their fingers condemning you. That's just the work of the enemy. See, God is looking for willing people, not perfect people. But God made you perfect in him. And there is flesh that we battle. There are things that we battle. That's why when we're walking in kingdom lifestyle, we're walking in a lifestyle that changes everything, that changes our reaction to everything, changes the way we act, the way we speak. Well, you know, I, you're a pastor and you're supposed to talk like that. Really? I've got to live my life too. I face things too. <laughs> but I've had... I had one time I playing football and busted up my knee. I went in for surgery on my knee, and I was just joking with the doctor, and he knew I was a pastor, and I said, uh, his name was Hack. Figure that out, you know. Guy named Hack, he's going to work on your knee. Anyways, Do- Dr. Hack, I said, Dr. Hack, you're going to have to really help me and fix me. He said, I thought you were a pastor. Why don't you fix yourself? And I looked at him and I thought, no, I'm not going to get him mad at me because he's going to work on my knee. But the reality is, is, that's how people will look at you when you're walking in kingdom lifestyle. He had intimacy with God. After the healing, watch this. After the healing, he got the next step of his life. God takes you from glory to glory. He said, go and sin no more Your next step from God comes either by being in the secret place spending time with God in his word or being healed of that which caused spiritual deafness Patience is strong obedience So family choose healing not hurt.